Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, we're back once again with the Renegade Master no it's not it's ready player two episode four joining me this evening we have got rich chicken nuggets <laughs> <laughs> we've got zero blade and eight trips and we've got producer ross third time lucky hello third's the charm it's been going great tonight already <laughs> uh, yeah. we've done this we've done this podcast like three times already i hope it's brilliant this time <laughs> this is the third intro we've been having some slight technical difficulties Fucking love yep. the internet. We're rock. We're rocking and rolling. Yeah. Well, we're, we're rocking. <laughs> well, yeah, we're after, rocking. After a few more beers, I might be rolling. <laughs> What's everyone been up to this week then? Uh, not a lot. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't managed to get much in this week. I played a bit of Daisy, which is good. I always enjoy a bit of Daisy. I only did that though because I went to play Far Cry Three, and not Far Cry Three. Sorry, Far Cry Three Blood Dragon. And after playing it the first time, I was like, yeah, let's, let's get back into this. Let's do this. And I've got to say, I played it for about five minutes and went, I'm going to play DayZ. <laughs> it's not after the, after the whole kind of, I don't know, after the novelty factor is gone and the, the cool little set pieces that you get and the 8-bit FMVs and stuff like that, it's just a bit of a mediocre shooter that's not quite as good as the game that it's shooting off from. Has it taken, what, two weeks now for that to for the reality to set in of what it is i haven't to be honest I've, well i played it twice and that this was this would have been the third time that i've gone into it and yeah yeah it kind of has um, i was hoping that it was going to get more but it's just it's repetitive pretty much all the way through the storyline's quite cool but it's yeah. all the other bits it's just really repetitive and all the things that in my opinion made far cry 3 great like the hunting monsters and like you'd be able to hunt monsters skin them level up your backpacks and all the rest of it. it's all gone there's none of that now yeah i watched, no, I watched I, the video you made and the intro like you say, the intro is amazing with the eight bit and the music yeah, yeah. and the, the jokes and everything. But then when you got into the world, it, it just looked really dark. It looked. Yeah. I've heard a lot of people say it just becomes like a corridor. You're indoors, and it's it's Far Cry. You're supposed to be outside. There's, there's a lot of out. There is a lot of outdoor stuff. Right. But it's all like the landscape's so barren and pointless. It's nice in Far Cry 3 because you're in this great lush landscape yeah. with loads of stuff to do. I mean, I don't know if you get a wingsuit or anything or if you can fly around at all in Blood Dragon because I haven't got that far. Like the I mean, that'll probably, spice, yeah, that'll probably spice it up a little bit. But it, the way that it is, and it, it really feels like they haven't... Like Far Cry 3, it felt like they played the entire game through like a million times and got every single bit of it just right. Yeah. With blood dragon it really doesn't feel like that it just feels like they made a cave shoved a couple of bad guys in it and went there you go that'll work fine that'll be fine that'll be fine don't worry about it and then shove some shove some sticking your finger up and some comical lines in there and, and everybody will be okay yeah it's still it's still an okay game and i'm still happy about it and i'm still really glad that they did it it's just i'd rather play far cry 3 yeah it's good for the price uh, it is 
yeah, it is. It is. It's not that expensive. So if you like Far Cry 3 and you want a bit more of the same, but with some of the depth taken out of it, then yeah, go for it. Yeah. But the depth is what made it. There's so many other games like Far Cry 3 that did hunting monsters and stuff. And it adds to the game. It does really well, I think. Yeah, I, that's something that I was going to say. I, I played about 25 minutes of it, and I just I felt that it was uh, too dark, sort of it was a quite it felt like quite a linear shooter to me yeah so mm. i i stopped playing it but um just going off on a bit of a tangent you were saying about the hunting element being removed from it i think that's quite an underused element or mechanic in some in quite a lot of games because it's it just adds an, an extra depth to it i mean you look at games like uh assassin's creed 3 the hunting in that is brilliant using bait stalking prey using um the boars take the, down the bows diff there are different methods to get your prey um red dead redemption yes is, a, is another fantastic choice yeah the, the hunting in that is just superb it, and it's an integral part of the game. Yeah, it fits with the game as well. When you look at Far Cry 3, you're alone on this island pretty much. You've got, yeah. to, you've got to fend for yourself. Same with Red Dead Redemption. You're in the middle of nowhere. You're pretty much, you know, you're on the lamb. You're trying to, trying to survive. Yeah. It's, it, ah, it's great in games. I don't know if it's underused, but it's definitely underappreciated. And I don't think a lot of game developers realise just how much you can add to a game, putting something mm. like that in there. Just taking your time to kind of immerse yourself in the world, because that's pretty much what it does. You track down this monster, you start going really slowly, you know, you're paying attention to where it's running, you try not to make too much noise, and then bang, shot it in the bollocks, <laughs> and then you're skilling it. <laughs> you know, the um, pivot tangent in Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed 4, you can, um, you can do whaling, can't you? you can... Yeah, there's a big drama about that at the moment. Oh, have you seen this as well, sir, about uh, Peter? Oh yeah, they're, they're happy against with it, aren't you they? killing deers, killing all the animals in the fucking <laughs> woods. But nope, don't you dare fucking touch a whale. Exactly. I thought it was a very odd one to go after when there's games that glorify hunting a lot more. Do you know what? This is this is something. I'm, this is. I tell you what. If we're going to say every time we go off on a tangent on this podcast, we're never going to be saying anything else. <laughs> Just assume the the entire podcast is a tangent. <laughs> I heard somebody say today that there was. Uh, I don't know if it was GMTV or something like that, where they had a bunch of people on there that were complaining. There was a new TV show that's set in like the sixties or something. Yeah. Uh, or forties or something like that. Something to do with like speakeasies or something. I'm not. I'm not hundred percent sure what the show is. But apparently, mm-hmm. these people were all like ganging up and saying people are smoking in this TV program. <laughs> Yeah, so they're in really? like, like a bar or something. <laughs> people are smoking in this TV program. It's just not appropriate to okay, show that. Society kind of really needs to get to fuck. On yeah, no, fuck right. So now, <laughs> so there's people smoking in this. It's not appropriate. It shouldn't really be putting it on TV. You know, you don't want to show people smoking indoors. It's bad for your health. Fucking Game of Thrones. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're chopping people up left, right, and centre. Yeah. yeah, there's hookers more hookers than people. <laughs> hookers yeah, are people too, Rich. Well, yeah, but but that's prettier than smoking, so we'll allow it. <laughs> yeah, hookers smoking. Now that hookers smoking with swords. <laughs> you written like, fucking aneurysm over that? Wait, smoking hookers with swords. <laughs> what if they're on fire? That's been smoking hot. Oh, I see what you mean. Sorry, <laughs> right, I see okay. where you're going. Yeah, we don't say hookers on fire. That's not cool. But the the whole thing about this is, it was like uh, there's been a couple of different stories from different games. So there was the apparently the the game, uh, oh, what is it? Blood Dragon was very homophobic. Is it? I don't know if you read the story on a popular 
games just say slash it. Just say it. Kotaku. <laughs> but, but Patricia Hernandez, who from Kotaku uh, wrote a, a lengthy story or a lengthy piece about how Blood Dragon was homophobic. Right. Now, my argument to, to that would be... Well, Shut up, you bender. <laughs> no? Well, n- not to the, that, that effect, <laughs> but would be it's based on an 80 on the 80s genre of films where heavily yeah yeah which it <laughs> was kind of common as well which made it okay i thought yeah and but it was a common joke so i mean they the thing like, is he found it funny but was it really a joke well, I mean that's, that's I think that's deb- probably the argument. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's debatable. But the, the one of the key points was at the beginning where um, Spider says, you know, uh, men want to be me, and you want to be with men, or something like. That. Like I do that with my mates, like I'm not with them, but I just <laughs> say that kind of thing to my mates. It's just, it's not. I'm not. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, ex- it mean anything? It's just one of those things that you say. Yeah. And then, but it's relevant to the period as it were is this woman is she gay i i don't know Who wrote the article i i got about halfway down the article no and, i think uh, it's just a popular thing for these days where you sure. just can get up on your high horse and fuck it oh no yeah. get off the soapbox. But, but i mean the other, yeah exactly and that's precisely it it's people getting on the soapbox so i mean the other example that i was going to use was the racism and religion in bioshock but again, and it's part of the game. It's part of the era. Exactly. Up for the purposes of the game. This shit happened. Yeah, yeah happened exactly. In a fantasy universe, but why can't it happen in a fantasy universe? In fact, if anything, that's exactly where it should be happening. I don't. Yeah. I don't get it. And it, it, if nothing else, Bioshock made a very obvious point that it was wrong. Yeah. It's not like they were going. Yeah, this is okay. <laughs> well, they they gave you the choice to decide whether it was wrong. But it was always swayed. You know, it's from, yeah. Because the racists are nasty people. This is the point. I mean, even from the very beginning when you realise that they're kind of racist, mm. the, the very first thing that they're doing is they've got a couple of people strung up and they want you to throw shit at them. Yeah. It's an obvious thing. It's not like they're, they're not trying to hide it or anything. They're not trying to go subtly, actually, we might be okay with racism, but you get to choose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? This is like, we're not going to make you decide one way or the other. You can you can be racist if you want. It's not that's not how it works. Mm. I don't... I, I'm getting... I'm not getting fed up because it's always happened, but these journalists, I'm using inverted, yeah, yeah. here, I'm using floating quotes here, <laughs> journalists who basically can't think of anything better to write about, who will just go, it's homophobic, that is, or sexist, or whatever, it's just, it's, mm. it's a game, it's a game, who cares, you're always going to offend somebody, especially with something as controversial as that, and kind of the point, really. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, we could talk about this for the entire podcast, so let's just move on to the news. I've got a bit of news, actually. One I'm really uh, happy about. Everyone's aware right. of uh, EA, the big bad big bad company in the world right. of gaming. Yeah. They have scrapped. Good guy, EA. Yeah, they're, or they're going to scrap online passes for their games. Finally. Yeah, this is brilliant. Oh, shoot, is that me? Because I've not heard this. <laughs> no, no, it's, it got announced today. It's all over the news. Yeah, you know EA. Yeah, I don't read the news. <laughs> all, all EA this games. Is coming from somebody, this is coming from somebody, hang on, just quickly, who has been so involved in this podcast and everything else that I've been doing that I have had to actually block myself. 
media sites at work, right? So I've pretty much gone to the to the lens of saying I am now acknowledged that I am not focusing on work enough, <laughs> and I have blocked myself from Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Google Plus at work, mm-hmm. so that I can't be involved anymore, so that I can actually concentrate. So I'm missing out on a lot of this stuff at the moment. Ready player. Yeah, I tried that. Jobs. I tried that this afternoon, and um, I actually. Sp- I hope none of my colleagues are listening, but I actually spent more time on Facebook and Google+. Plus. No, no, I didn't. Are, are you, what see, I was for safety, I did this at the start. <laughs> yeah, see, I didn't realise I was going to get quite as involved as I have, but yeah, there you go. I'm using it on my phone every now and again because that's not too much of a problem, and you don't sit there with your phone in front of your face all day, but eh, whatever. So assume I haven't heard any news. What's been going on? Okay, EA games all come with online passes to partake in the multiplayer. It's a way to stop um, used game sales, basically. Okay, yeah, yeah. Or if obviously if you if you trade your game in and you've used the pass, someone buys a second hand game, you have to have then to. pay ten pound, I think it is. I didn't realise that they were doing it with access to to online. I didn't realise because the last one I bought, the last EA game I bought, I think was Mass Effect Three. Yeah. I had it. Yeah. I didn't notice that. I honestly didn't notice yeah, it. Yeah, you would have put a code in at some point. But then it was PC saying that it was PC and you can't sell on PC games no, anyway, so but yeah, for all it's mainly the sports games. Like FIFA okay. Madden, they make millions out of them. But yeah, they're they're cancelling them now. They're not doing Good. the online pass anymore. Good. The, the the best part about this is is they did actually say we have listened to the consumers. Yeah. And we're going to scrap it. Yeah. No, what they've done is they've listened to the people who are selling their game in physical stores, and because game, did you hear about this game had that massive hissy fit, and ended up getting a load of EA games pulled from the shelves. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Game basically said EA said to game, we want a cut of all secondhand games that you're selling. Yeah, so if you if you sell a traded in game, we want a cut of the amount that you made back from it. And yeah. game said, no, it's not happening. Mm. And EA said, okay, well, we're not giving you any of our new release titles. So Mass Effect 3, when it came out, didn't come out in game stores. Yeah, I remember, yeah, I remember no. that. Um, and there was a couple of other titles as well that did the same thing. And then game kind of panicked a little bit. And that was what ended up with them selling, you know, they sell the Steam boxes. Yeah. Yeah. Stores now, which is stupid because they're more fucking expensive than it is on Steam. <laughs> But anyway, that's an aside. But yeah, that's, so yeah, it's a that's good that they've done that. Yeah, it is good. Yeah, they're getting DRM nuts. To be perfectly honest, just sell us the fucking game and let us play it. It's not hard. I don't buy a lot of games brand new. A lot of them I go back to Blockbuster when it's open and <laughs> trade in games and get new new games like that. Because games are well, I, expensive. Yeah, the PS4 is going to do away with this entirely, or almost entirely. And I'll, I'll tell you why in a minute because there's something else I wanted to talk about, but. Remember, everybody was worried about the Xbox having um, always on. Yeah, having always on, mm. and whether whether the PlayStation Four was going to do this as well. Mm. I've got a funny feeling that I've hit the nail on the head on what they might be doing, and I don't know whether this has been reported yet or not. But I've been looking at some of the technology licenses that they've been buying up for the PS4, right. and I reckon that it's or a lot of it is going to be Gakai. I don't. I think that's how you pronounce it. Gakai is that right? We'll go with what you say. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> good. yeah, you're on your own here. <laughs> All right, okay, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with this, but I just, this is something else I want to talk about. This is another piece of news. Can I shoot into this? Yep, go ahead. Okay, so the piece of news that I want to talk about is Nvidia Shield. Yes. Have you guys have you, you've seen this? Yeah. I mean, yeah. The links you've given us. Yeah. You're not that interested. You're not interested or what? No, no it could be a, it's something different. So yeah, I think I'm I'm kind of interested. I'm interested in for a couple of reasons. The first reason is it's a it's an Android gaming device with a pad, a portable Android gaming device with a pad, which for me is a big thing. I, I do like Android games, and after looking at what Cyril was talking about before with Ouya, 
if people do buy into this and actually start making proper console games, and if you look at Tigra 4, that's way, it's more than powerful enough to have some proper good-looking games on it. If it's with a pad, I might seriously consider playing them, and if it's portable, even better. Plus, you can hook up to Steam, can you? That's the main reason I'm interested in it. Yeah. So if you own a GeForce GTX, I think it's 6 something, 640 or something, or higher... Now, granted, that's another expense, so you've got to make sure that you've got a decent GTA, uh, NVIDIA graphics card in your PC. You can stream PC games from your PC to this thing. Oh, right, okay. So it's a portable PC game player. So the, the game, all the grunt is happening on your PC, but you're playing the game portably. But the, the other thing is, is you can plug it in. I, I'm pretty sure I'm right here. It's got a HDMI port on it. That's correct, yep. So you plug it straight into your TV, so you're playing your PC games on your TV with a pad. Easily, just plug it straight in and off you go. Wasn't this the idea so ba- behind the Vita and PS3? It's, it's the well, I was going to say it's the Wii U pad, the touchscreen controller. Yeah, kind of, but with PC games. But with PC games. This is the I, I, I'm I'm the I'm the idiot <laughs> that got excited about OnLive. Oh God! <laughs> I, I, no, I really did. I got dead excited about OnLive. I've been really interested in streaming PC games for ages. I've I've got a couple of videos on YouTube of me testing out stream my game and a couple of other technologies where that it lets you stream the game from your PC to whatever else it is or a, a lower spec PC. And at the time, I had a good PC in the house, but I had a shitty laptop, so I wanted to be able to play my games elsewhere in the house on the shitty laptop. And they kind of worked. They kind of didn't. OnLive was a really good idea, and I got the console. I bought. I paid for the console. I, I went whole hog on this thing, and uh, and imagine my surprise when it, it went. <laughs> but not just me. I mean, a couple of my mates went. We bought into it as well. I, I own about four or five games on on live, and it was great. I mean, for the for what it was, it was a really good idea. It never quite hit the mark. It was always a little bit. You know, when you're watching kind of <clears throat> downloaded films, and you get quite, you get like the the divx blockiness every now and again. You no, know, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> but you Legitimate films that you own, obviously, rather than just having to rip them off the DVD, you, you, you download them. Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, so you get, like, the weird blockiness. And it, that happened on OnLive. And it was annoying. And it didn't. It never worked properly. And, like, it, it wasn't... The, the, gra- the graphic quality wasn't as good as playing on Xbox, but the game prices were still quite expensive. Right. And yeah. For that reason, I was like, yeah. oh, I'm not that interested. And, blah, 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 blah. and then eventually it just went horribly, horribly wrong. <laughs> so, but... This Shield is doing the same thing, but you stream it from your home PC rather than streaming it from some kind of supercomputer somewhere on the internet. But there is another piece of technology that was similar to OnLive that came out quite a while ago called Gaikai, which is what I was talking about. You can't use it. You can't buy it. But I don't know if you've ever seen, every now and again, there'll be a Facebook demo of a game. Have you guys seen this? Mm, No. I'm the only person that sees these things. I don't know why. So somebody comes out with a game and goes, this is a really good PC game or whatever. Are you sure they're real? Yeah, it's definitely, <laughs> definitely real. So what this technology is, is it allows people to stream a, a game, a HD quality game over the internet. And the Gaikai technology, you, you, you can use it in a browser. So you can play, say, Deus Ex Human Revolution in a browser. Right. But what Gaikai have done is they've used it as a marketing tool rather than like OnLive did and actually using it to sell games and get people to play games like this all the time. Gakai have sold themselves as a marketing tool. So you've got a new game coming out for PC. You want people to be able to try a quick, you know, five-minute snippet of it. So you, you embed this thing in Facebook and go, there you go. You can play a five-minute snippet of our game in your browser. And then if you like it, you can buy it on Steam or whatever. Right. Sony have bought Gakai. 
I'm just looking at their website now. Right? So Sony have purchased Kakai, and they did this... I can't remember how long ago, quite a while ago now. I'm going back now to the news about the PlayStation 4 possibly being an x86 processor. Right, all this means nothing to me. I don't, I'm not right. big into PCs. Right. PlayStation 4 being an x86 processor is big news for one reason. It will mean that unless they embed the old PlayStation 3 chip in, in the console as well as the new PlayStation 4 chip, right. you will not be able to play PlayStation 3 games on it. Oh. So this is an if. This is an if at the moment. Yeah. yeah. This is a, I, they haven't officially announced anything, but it's looking to me like they are going to make older PlayStation Three titles available on the PlayStation Four through the Gekai technology. So you are effectively right. streaming the game to your PlayStation Four. Right. Okay. Do you get this? Yeah. Yeah. Am I the only person that's heard about this? Actually, yeah, it's, it's great news to me. It sounds fucking awesome. It sounds great. If it works, I mean, it sounds amazing. But that is the only way that I can see. And they've got two choices. They've literally, they can either uh, kind of, well, the Wii didn't really need to do it because it was two GameCube chips sandwiched together anyway. But um, they've either got to basically put a PlayStation uh, 3 chip in there. So it's a PlayStation 3 and a PlayStation 4, which I don't know how much that's going to put on, on the overhead of the console itself. Or they need to come up with some other way of you being able to play your old PlayStation 3 games. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know how they're going to work that. This is if the PlayStation 4 is x86. Everybody's okay. dead quiet now. Everybody's dead quiet. We've got nothing to, nothing to talk about this because I'm the only person that knew about it. All right. <laughs> it's all the only person on the entire internet that knows. I'm going to have some Sony guys <laughs> kicking down my door now going, where the fuck did you find that out? <laughs> oh, Jesus. No, it's all on the Gekai website. And it was August 2012. Yeah, there you go. And I don't, I haven't read any news articles about this. That might just be because I haven't read the right news articles, but I, I can't be the only person that's put two and two together. Mm, no, I, no, that sounds cool. Well, sorry, guys, I didn't mean to. I, I honestly thought that you might have seen about this. No, I think that was actually good because I actually hadn't heard of it, so it was, it's definitely good to get that in. I might be totally off base. I might be wrong. I might not be. <laughs> Well, this is the thing, we all go off on a tangent, so it's better that we know a bit and to research and <laughs> yeah. maybe come mm. back and say, actually, we said this last time, but hey, we found out. We it's totally fucking wrong. Yeah, Here I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting with the Xbox, well, the new Xbox, the Xbox, whatever the fuck I, they call it, and I hope it's not Netflix. 720. Yeah. Infinity. <laughs> That'll be fine. And X, Xbox Infinity's fine. Xbox, I'm a bit dizzy now, turn around too many times. <laughs> the, um... All right, wait, is it Infinity or is it the sideways 8 symbol? It's meant to be Infinity. Yeah, 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 but I mean, is it going to be the symbol or the word infinity? Both. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you can't type. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're not on the ball today, are you, Lewis? <laughs> the, um, yeah, the, but this is going to be the same thing. If they do decide to make the, the new Xbox X86, this will be the same situation they'll be in. Because mm. you won't be able to play original Xbox games on it unless you, unless they put in the older chip as well. Does that is that just off of a disc or would that rule out the your downloads of older games no you would have to download older games oh, right, okay. so you have to physical media have to wouldn't read. work because the problem is yeah because you've got you've got two different types of, uh, of processor architecture which is the exact same reason that you can't get let's say windows windows 7 running on an arm based tablet because right. it's a completely different processor architecture it'd have to be completely recompiled so if they did bring out an x86 if if the newer consoles, the next generation of consoles are x86 based, where the old consoles just weren't at all, the games will not work on them. Oh, okay. Fair so, 
I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do about that unless they put in some kind of I don't know emulator or translator. I I don't know enough about it, but it looks to me like it's there's a very strong possibility that neither of the new generation consoles will be able to play the older generation's consoles games. It's risky. It's a risky strategy. Well, if it's right, yeah, I'll be wrong. Um, I've been wrong before. We're all we're all big fans of Steam on this podcast. Yep. Has anyone seen the new Steam trading cards? that are launched no. from beta yesterday. No. The news article says, uh, Steam, cra- Steam trading cards allows customers to earn Steam rewards for playing the games they love. Those who participate will receive game-specific trading cards that can be collected to earn rewards such as game badges, profile backgrounds, emoticons, coupons, and more. Right, so they've learned from Uplay. It says the service is currently limited to a small selection of games, including Don't Starve, Dota 2, Counter-Strike, Team Fortress 2, Portal 2, and Half-Life 2 more games wow, to follow in the coming months so is, is the trading card game is it a game do you like play a little mini game to trade stuff or and win cards of people or do you literally just trade them i think you just collect them basically and the, what you collect you uh, you can use them towards certain um game specific things yeah because they do the same thing with you play and i honestly really like it with you play is that what you play stuff is because we'll see it on yeah, yeah, yeah. games <laughs> So what it is, is for the PC anyway, I don't know how it works on the consoles, but you earn Uplay points for it. So every time you get an achievement in the game, you earn Uplay points. Right. If you come out of the game and into your Uplay screen, it goes, congratulations, you won a lot of Uplay points because you did these achievements. Here's what you can buy with them. Oh, right, okay. So there's like wallpapers uh, you can yeah, download. It's, it's just, well, I know it's the same on the 360. I can't vouch for the... Um for the PlayStation. PS3, but yeah. Uh, there's wallpapers you can download. And like on Far Cry 3, there was an entire like little little game add-on that you could that you could download for like 60 points or something that added a new yeah. mission in the game and a, and a new area and all kinds of stuff. It was great. It's a great yeah. idea. I, I, I first encountered Uplay with um, the Assassin's Creed games mm. and you could um, download new outfits, new multiplayer characters. It was fantastic. It's a great yeah, idea. It was achieve- really nice. It actually makes achievements achievements. <laughs> Rather than going, right, i got a badge, you can go, I've, I've unlocked a new costume or I've unlocked this, that, and the other. That's, mm. that's a great idea. Oh, and yeah, it's good I think that's what it probably is that. then, yeah. That's great. It Ross, did give you that reward up. for actually doing something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I have Lewis, because I've obviously played Rayman as well, the last one that came out. I was, yeah, I was going to say, you must have racked up loads of points. Yeah, it was asking me to sign up for a Uplay account, though, so I don't know if, would they still be there if I signed up now? Are they linked to my gamertag? Um, I don't know, to be honest. Maybe I'll sign I'd up like and find out. <laughs> it, it's a bit further with it as well. I'd like to see him, like, on, on Steam, you get, um, like, length of service awards. Mm. So I think I've got, like, an eight-year length of service award or something ludicrous like that. Um... I'd like to see him kind of go, right, here's a, you know, you've got your five-year length of service award. Here's a free game. Yeah. Counter-Strike ain't going to cost him anything. No. Here, have, yeah. have CSGO. There you go. That's the kind of thing I'd like to see. Do stuff. You play their games, and uh, and you, you earn another game, or, or an, an unlockable to make the game bigger and better, or show yourself off, or whatever. That's a great idea. And this is all based on the Steam trading cards, yeah? Yes. This is all conjecture. Also, all conjecture. Obviously, all we know at the minute is what the the news um, article said. But if it is something along those lines, then it sounds brilliant. As per usual on this podcast, we're fucking guessing. <laughs> Rumors <But> abound. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, what we're saying is true because because uh, we get it right. Yeah. <laughs> Rumors about shite. <laughs> yeah, I've got another piece of news, but I think that maybe Lewis needs to talk about this because he managed to find the time to play this, and I didn't. 
What's this? And I fucking shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, was it last night? No, night before. Yeah. I played... Oh, my God. Sorry. I've just got a pop-up on Steam to say that I've got five new Dota 2 invites oh, to wow. give away to people. If anyone wants Dota 2 invite, please hit me up. I'm because... swimming in the fucking things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't move I'm... for Dota 2 invites. I'm balls deep in Dota 2. <laughs> <laughs> You're balls deep in a lot of things, mate. I just want to add to the list. Um, yeah. The... Um, Tuesday night I played the Among the Sleep open alpha which I was very excited to find out is open and not just limited to um, Kickstarter mm. supporters backers yeah yeah. Um, it is it has it <laughs> <if, laughs> like he's speechless now look at him he's shitting himself it, thinking about it seriously I had to have a cuddle <laughs> had to have a cuddle were you cuddling <laughs> Anyone um, that was nearby. <laughs> Anyone that was near, fuck it. You'll yeah. do. <laughs> Pretty much. Man on the street. Uh, we've, no. spoken, we've spoken about this before. This is, the, this is the horror game in which you wake up as a, a two-year-old child in yeah. the middle of the night and you have no idea what's going on and something is wrong in the house and everything um, from the two-year-old's perspective. It, it actually starts giving you... Um, it gives you a bit of the story as well. So it, in the opening scenes, your mum spoilers your mum puts you into your crib yeah um and she said oh i'll sing you the song that your that my mum used to sing me as a child and she starts singing it and it's all lovely and and then you wake up and teddy gets yanked out of the bed and <laughs> pulled across the room okay um i already don't want to play this <laughs> Just so we're clear, this is Teddy Bear aside. I can't do that. I can't then, deal with that. Uh, it gets worse. Then your crib sort of tips forward. We can't cut all this out. Your crib. Spoiler klaxon. Your crib <laughs> tips forward, forward. You fall out of bed, and that's how the game starts. Right. Um, it's so well done. Um, right. So you're you can skip between. Um, walking and crawling which i think is just quite a neat little feature does that help you can you can you do like can you go under things crawling or something or is it just yeah part you of can the... yeah you can crawl under stuff you can um crawling is kind of uh, no sorry walking is like sneaking so you're a lot quieter right because you're a bit more unsteady and a bit slower right um, it's really it, it, it's well done, and you don't just walk in a straight line. You kind of you walk like a little drunk. <laughs> you stagger around. That's great. That's a great touch. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you probably appreciate it with your two learning to walk how they just sort of yeah, stagger yeah, they just about. go for it. They're just like, oh, fucking, there's something I want over there. Let's just go for it and see what happens. And their legs <laughs> yeah. don't listen to them. They just do whatever they fancy. The big thing for this news, I've got to say, the really big thing as part of this news is that they are adding in seamless Oculus Rift support into the game. See, I mean, if, you, terrifying. if ever you were going <laughs> to absolutely drop your bowels, that will be it. And I can, I can vouch for that. I, like I said, I needed to have a cuddle. <laughs> I, yeah, I was wearing my headset at the time. I yanked my headset off, threw it across the room, Obviously not 
remembering that it was plugged in <laughs> to the USB port, so it kind of flung and bounced back at me and slammed the lid of my laptop shut. <laughs> how lo- how Honestly, long is the demo that you get? Um, I mean, I, I got a bit stuck, so right. or I wasn't sure what to do. So is that stuck with air quotes? You got stuck, or no, no, no. I, I wasn't sure what to do. It was me not understanding how they how it was working. So yeah. it's a bit puzzly um, as well, isn't it? The stuff you've got to work out. Yeah. Um, so and there are no like prompts on what to do. Well, you too. <laughs> you know, what the fuck's going on? Sleeping poo. What? <laughs> that's this podcast titled. Yeah, eat, sleep, and poo. Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. I'm yeah, they're it... really going quite far forward with it. They're really pushing it as well. They're really quite community. They they've got a lot going on with the community as well. They like to interact with people and let them know how they're doing. Yeah, Krill bite. Uh, I I think they're ones to watch, especially really in the especially in the horror genre. Yeah, but they've got other things going for them as well. I got to say, if they manage to get, if they pull this off in the way that I think they're going going to. They, there could be some massive stuff coming out from them at some point in the future. And they're all really passionate about it as well. I've got to say, uh, yeah. it's a YouTube video. If you can get this on the on the Krillbyte website or on the Kickstarter page of one of the artists that works for Krillbyte is doing some of the kind of um, concept art for the game. And there's a speed art YouTube video. It's like 10 minutes of video, which is six hours worth of art sped up. <sighs> yeah, I, I sat and watched that. Um, Absolutely again, amazing. Again, when I was supposed to be working. <laughs> and, um, yeah, just just phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. They've, they've obviously got a massive passion for it. It's going, I think it's going to turn out to be a pretty goddamn good game. I've really got, got to get my ass in gear and play the demo. I've got so much else going on this week. I haven't had a chance to do it. it it's got... not a demo. It's not a demo. We shouldn't say that. It's an open alpha. Don't treat yeah. it like a demo. Right, because... so it's still quite early code then. Oh, it's really early. Yeah. They, yeah, yeah. They're make sure that they put in... A... What they've said now is that they're, they're going to pretty much... They're asking for a bit more money. It's like an extra backer thing that you can do on Kickstarter um, to to integrate the Oculus Rift. So they've got their Oculus Rift dev kit. They don't want to just add it on to the top of the game. They want to basically, at this point in the development where the game is still in early stages, properly inject Oculus Rift support Mm. throughout the game. So it's not just like 3D in some of the newer films that's just skinned on top of it. It's actually integrated into the entire game. Well, I'll yeah. tell you for a fact, if they do that, I will buy both an Oculus, that bastard Oculus Rift, and I will get that game. Yeah, I've got to say that I will as well. I yeah, will Oculus, same for me. But people integrating it in that kind of way is, is what is going to sell that piece of technology. It really is. Yeah. Just, I'm just saying that the Oculus Rift is a perfect piece of kit to do that horror experience gameplay style Imagine that on Slenderman. I would fucking brick it. Yeah. I, I hope that they go further than that, though, because it's not just something that needs to be limited to the horror genre. No, 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 definitely not. But even uh, well, as I mean, concepts go... Driving games would be amazing with it as well. Yeah. Not even into driving games. <laughs> I mean, Team, Team Fortress 2 uh, have um, announced... Well, well, a couple of months ago, they announced Oculus Rift support. Yeah, I think, I think Valve are into it in quite a big way. Yeah. I like I said to you the other day on Facebook. I think this is going to be the next big leap in gaming, mm. especially yeah. with the with the the next gen consoles on the cusp. I think this is what's going to push PC gaming that extra step. Yeah, possibly. I don't know. I think saying it's going to be the next big thing in gaming is a bit of a leap. It's difficult 
I, I'd love it to be. I'd love every game to have support for it at some point in the future. Whether you use it or not, the, if the support's there, that's good enough. But I, I don't know. It, I, I think it's too much, of, like we said before, it's too much of a personal thing to become See, too yeah. spread, I think. I want uh, Oculus support on a Leisure Suit Larry game. <laughs> I'd be happy. Oh my God, really? Why don't you just oh. watch like 3D porn? <laughs> right, okay. Let, no, let, let's move <laughs> on. We can talk about porn. That's okay. That's on the No, no, we're, <laughs> oh. no we're done. Let's, <laughs> let, let's move on. That's it. Podcast over. Right, fuck it. Yeah, but <laughs> abort, abort. Top three, motherfuckers. Let's move straight into the top three. This week, the top three was picked by Ross. Um, he won last week's. Yes. And that means that he gets to score and pick this week's topic. Yes. Ross, over to you. Thank you very much. Uh, I've gone for uh, what are your top three guilty pleasures in game in the gaming world? <laughs> what games do you play that you don't really want other people to know that you play? Okay, the first game of my sort of guilty pleasure list has been taking up a lot of my time in the last couple of weeks, actually. And that's uh, the typical Bejeweled-styled Candy Crush from Facebook. <laughs> oh, no. What's happened oh. with this? Where's this come? Because I haven't played this. Is it just Bejeweled? Don't play it. Don't. It is fucking What's crack, man. It's just Bejeweled. really annoying. Match three, four, five. Bejeweled style puzzle game, you know, mix and match, knock all the parts down, but strangely addictive. What makes it different to Bejeweled? Nothing. Nothing. It's okay. bits of candy rather than jewels. <laughs> it's genius. <laughs> it's to move forward. Crack. Jesus. Uh, okay. I've got. A... I keep seeing it. I block people from my Facebook page <laughs> like, when I see like this person's invited you to play Candy Crush. Well, I've invited you to leave my fucking friends list. <laughs> That's the problem. I think my friends. Is all we need to do. Down... <laughs> Quite a bit because of this game. But, yeah, uh, it's a good start. It's a strong start. Yeah, it's, it's quite horrible. And it's worse. Is the only reason why I'm playing this is my mum's on a higher level than me. <laughs> and I need to beat her. I have you, to beat my mum. I'm Glaswegian. It's you normal. You clip that if you want. You don't want to be beaten at any game by your mum. No. I think there are certain games, and this is probably the example, that it's okay to be beaten by your mum, because you're not playing it. Right, actually, I can tell you one easy difference why it's, I prefer it more than Bejeweled. I'm colourblind. Bejeweled, you get... Com- uh, there's these parts where the colours become a bit fucked up, and I can't see them. Yeah, fair uh, see, that makes sense. Yeah. So that doesn't happen in Candy Crush, so it's my Bejeweled, basically. I can get a bit funkier down with this thing. Also, I'm a higher level than the girlfriend, so fuck her too. Let's <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, right. wait until the end of the podcast. <laughs> this sounds really competitive. I'm not sure I should be involved in this. This is like pitting Facebook frat families against each other. Oh no, it, re- this, it really is. This this game is one of the reasons my mum set up a fake Facebook account so she could send herself lives. No, oh my god, my wife's done that. She plays it on her phone and she uses my iPad. To uh, send herself yeah. things. So my mum's got my mum, her other name, my dad's account. <laughs> I assume it's going to be the fucking parrot's account. I swear to God, that she sends herself so many lives. This is an early contender already. <laughs> right. My second game of choice is an arcade game. Right. I play dancing arcade games. DDR. <laughs> I played. I played TDR and more so a <laughs> Korean one called Pump It Up. Oh, yeah, yeah, I actually. Oh, God. Do you know what? I don't. Is that please, a guilty pleasure? Please, please, 
Rich, tell me that you play DDR and please do a let's, a let's play of you. <laughs> doing... can, can you imagine that? There is not. A, I, I don't know. For starters, I don't know if my if my camera is wide angle <laughs> enough. But I don't own DDR, which is a big a big issue. I love DDR. I think for okay. the same, basically for the same reason that I love Guitar Hero. See, right. I can see this c- come the live. Ready Player Two. We're gonna have a showdown. <laughs> we definitely are. I mean, I mean, I'm not good at it. <laughs> I just put that out there. I just like playing it. I think it's a really fun game. Uh, I have shelled a lot of money into pump it up, and we're talking in the realms of thousands here. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Well, you're clearly gonna kick my ass. <laughs> but I don't play hard levels. I play freestyle, so I do all the dancing crap, and I'm not. Uh, fit guy <laughs> so it's like the play-doh shuffling man going on the dance machine <laughs> yeah well he's gonna be uh met with the pillsbury dough boy if we go and do it we will be doing the, the truffle shuffle i tell you that <laughs> both of us oh, we got to record the shit out of that oh, i like and that revelation my last guilty pleasure and i feel like it's a guilty pleasure i'm a cod player i play black ops 2 i play black ops 1 i play call of duties i play all the first person shooters i can get but i really get into my call of duty I don't think that's a problem. See, you say that, but if you tell people like, "Oh yeah, yeah you're a COD player," then suddenly like, "Oh, what's your KD ratio?" It's like, eh, I don't give a flying fuck. I don't care. Jesus, I die. I will pro- probably I will die around about five times more than I kill people. <laughs> See, that's yeah, that's that's pretty much me. But I have to sit, you know, hand above my head and say, you know, I am a COD player. Do you know why I play COD? Because I have fun. I don't play COD to be better than anybody else. I don't play COD to have a higher kill-death ratio than anybody else. I play it to have fun. That's this, it. This is a problem. I have some really good people on my friends list. And they're like, oh, yeah, serious on. Let's, let's have a game of serious. Like, no, no, dude, you, you really don't, don't want to be doing that. You know? they're going, as long as it's fun, it's okay. No, See, the no, worst I... part, they're playing it for fun. But they're going 64 kills for one death. And yeah. they're looking at people going, why are you the opposite way? Oh, no, it is. Well, no. If they're good at it, they might just be having fun and be good at it. That's Close. fine. Inevitable. I think this is something that comes with age, though. But I have accepted the fact that no matter how good I am at games, there will always be people that are better than me. Yeah. And more often than not, they'll be eight. <laughs> and showing a few statues. Yeah, right. Yeah. That yeah. does actually piss me off quite a lot. It's an 18 certificate game. Fuck off. Yeah. And if you're going to play it, shut up. Mm. It really annoys me. And it, like on Xbox, I don't think it makes any difference anymore. But when you first got the Xbox 360, there was like a... You got to choose what kind of zone you went Party into. Underground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah, and I, I was like, well, underground, yeah, I'm going to pick that because then you can't get me told off for swearing yeah. and stuff like that. The amount of times I've had somebody's mom or dad <laughs> grab the microphone of some kid and go, will you please stop swearing? <laughs> will you please stop letting your kid play an 18 certificate game? <laughs> Jesus. Oh, that's a strong three, well, zero. It's some good That's good That's going to be my three. Uh, Lewis, what are yours? Right, my first one is uh, Viva Piñata. Love it. I love this game. I love this game. I totally agree with you. It is a good version. If anybody anybody you played COD with walked in on you playing Viva (laughs) Piñata, they'd be like, fucking give me your COD disc. (laughs) Just hand it over. Hand over the man points. Yeah. (laughs) Give me your man card. (laughs) You are no longer a member. Your testicles are now void. It's over. Um, I, I love it. Yeah. I like it as well. And do you know what? It, I spend more time gardening on it than I do actual <laughs> actually doing anything with any of the, of the little creatures. It, it, yeah, it's a gardening sim. It's just, I absolutely love it. it you, 
spend time dicking about. It's colourful. It's just... It's one of those it's in films... Game. Yeah, it's one of those films that you watch, but you don't really pay attention to. Like a kid's film that you watch, you don't pay much attention. Mm. Uh, but you can just kind of... You play it and you progress. and yeah, It's an easy game to play. It's a relaxed yeah. game. Yeah. It's a Sunday morning... Or a Sunday game. Yeah, yeah Sunday definitely. afternoon game. Um, yeah, Strong just, it's brilliant. Uh, my <laughs> my second choice. Now don't don't You're laugh. Already laughing. <laughs> don't 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 laugh. Is this going to be worse than? V- okay, cool. Bring it on. <laughs> Is the the My Little Pony <laughs> game? What? It's what? what? I think we have a winner. Let's just let's call this segment now. It's a My Little Pony game for Android. (laughs) Zero, shut up. I didn't even know this was a thing. I didn't. Alright, I've got two things with this. A, I didn't know this was a thing. And B, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) What are you playing? What what even. Right. It's. You know, these. Basically, the mobile games. It's the same game, but with a different skin. So, right, hang on, stop there. I'm not interested in, in what it's like. <laughs> I'm more interested in how you got to playing it. Right, with my other... One of my other projects, uh, Droid Arcade, um, we review. We were reviewing mobile games, and someone said, why don't you re- play my, the My Little Pony game? So I did. Wow. <laughs> and... And you kept on playing it. My, my only drawback with it is the fact that it absolutely spams your notifications. <laughs> I, hate that. I installed the, I, I removed the game if it does that. Um, yeah, it, it did get to the point where I had to uninstall it because it was just spamming my notifications with, um, with gibberish. And I, I think it was an issue with the game. I don't know if they've updated it recently. I, but... I'm flabbergasted. <laughs> I genuinely am. I can't, I can't catch my breath. What even is this? You know these games where you uh, you build a, a thing and then you you do stuff with it and then you get experience from it and then like you build another thing. thing. It yeah, a, kind oh, of. Jesus, he hasn't even played it and he explained it better than you. Oh, I'm playing the Jurassic Park version of this right now on iOS. The Jurassic Park, exactly. See, here you go, Lewis. His has got dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> Yours has got magical ponies. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, if that's number two, Lewis, what is your third? <laughs> You've got no man points left at this point, so you just go for whatever the fuck you want. You're, you're not allowed the third. You've, you've used out all your points. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You've run out. Well, if that's the case, the third one is the Hello Kitty. Oh, my God! <laughs> Stop, I can't breathe. <laughs> I couldn't have Candy Crush Saga, so... <laughs> I thought my were bad. <laughs> my head hurts. I hate you guys. <laughs> There's no explanation needed for that. I can't win! There is no point coming to me after this. There is no point coming to me. Oh, for fuck's sake. I suddenly feel like a man. <laughs> <laughs> as you said that in such a squeaky voice as well, it's great. <clears throat> Carry on, Lewis. You were staying. Hello, Kitty. It's... <laughs> It's like Cafe World, but with Hello Kitty. There we go. <laughs> okay. Um, and it's good? Are these games good? No, they're shit, but they're... Are you... 
was not supposed to be a guilty pleasure. What's the pleasure part in this? It's shit. Because their game, <laughs> more specifically, My Little Pony and the Hello Kitty games, are they're easy games to play when you're on the crapper. <laughs> I'm never letting my kids listen to this. <laughs> so you spend most of your time playing these games with oh, your pants down. Oh god, that's the tagline for this podcast. Thank Lewis loves My Little Pony while he shits. <laughs> All right, uh, thanks, Lewis. Um, Rich, good luck following that. There's no, there's no point. I, I can't, I can't go anywhere with this. I thought mine were okay, but I've just been blown way out of the water. Oh god, jeez. Okay, well, my first one if there's any point, it's a game, it's quite old, and I don't know if many people played it, Pokemon Snap. Yeah. On the GameCube? Uh, N64, oh. I think it was. Oh. Yeah, because it came out with the console with it as well. Yeah. Oh, it's a stupid game. <laughs> <laughs> it's a stupid game. It's, it's, it's Effectively, it's a rubbish game. I got so addicted to it. Like, ridiculously, I had to write a review for this thing, so that was one of the reasons I started playing it so much. I would never picked it up otherwise. But, I played this thing and I had to play it for probably a couple of days to to get well into it for for the review that I was writing. I, I kept playing it. I loved it. I thought it was amazing. I couldn't I couldn't help myself. I had like a bank of hundreds of pictures. I like I got Jigglypuff from about eighty five different angles. <laughs> it was brilliant. It was on rails. There was nothing dynamic about it whatsoever. You pretty much couldn't do anything but take pictures of Pokemon. But I loved. It. I was so addicted to this game. Fair enough. It was rubbish, but it was great. <laughs> Oh, God. I feel kind of bad talking about this stuff. <laughs> uh, my second one is... This is going to be possibly controversial. My second one is Mario Party. Like, pretty much every Mario Party game. Hmm. Mm. I love the Mario Party games. I really enjoy them. Yeah, and... I don't think that's bad, man. I was like, I'm really waiting forward to the, the Mario Party for the Wii U. The thing is, they're bollocks. <laughs> they're that's the biggest issue. That they're rubbish. You turn them into a strip game and it's all right. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> you say that about every game. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know, but you still won't play You're the only man that I know that's managed to turn Russian roulette into something that makes you take <laughs> off clothes. <laughs> yeah, but you do that after the billet goes off. <laughs> anyway. God. Oh my God. He's dead, but he's still warm. Let's get in there. <laughs> oh, look. A new hole. Lewis, put down that My Little Pony. We're on. <laughs> no, Mario Party. They're, they're, if you sit back and look at them, they're terrible games. They really are terrible games. And the one on the, I think it was on the GameCube or the Wii that came with a microphone. Yeah. That was awful. <laughs> So bad, uh, it, and they keep Nintendo keep doing this thing where they put in a load of mini games into it that requires the extra hardware that Nintendo keep br- keeps bringing out, oh. and you, I don't have it. So there's like a whole ton of mini games that I can't even play. But I'm still addicted to the stupid thing. <laughs> it's unbalanced. The rules are ridiculous. It's like stacked. Like no matter how good you do, somebody will just land on a random really good thing and fuck you up, and you're gone, and they'll win. It's really frustrating, yeah. but it's it. I'm still, I still love the games. I can't help. I really can't help it. Oh, so will you be coming around to play the next version with me? Uh, no, <laughs> Jesus! I've heard half of the shit you've been coming out with in this podcast. And to be honest, you disturbed me enough already. <laughs> love it. <laughs> the uh, my last one. Now this is. I think this is probably my my biggest guilty pleasure. Did anybody play Final Fantasy VIII? Yes. Yes. Did you like it? Yes. I did not. Right. I did not enjoy the game. Squall was a puff. <laughs> yep. 
right, with a sword. He was a massive puff with a sword. Uh, I don't know why all the women fancied him. They broke the mechanics. They broke tons of other things. The storyline was ridiculous. Didn't enjoy it. However, inside Final Fantasy VIII, there was a trading card game. Ah, yes. <laughs> where you, you kill monsters, yeah? And, like, every now and again, once you've killed, like, done an encounter, you got, like, a trading card. Or you could, like, open boxes and stuff around the world and you pick up these trading cards. And, you, and it was like a grid game where you battled somebody else for their trading cards. And you had to put them down on this grid and you had to match the points. It was kind of like top trumps, but more com- complicated. Yeah, yeah, because you matched up, uh, up, down, sorry, up, down, left, right, basically, yeah, all yeah. the directions. Diagonal and all kinds of stuff. And it was, it was really complex. You had, to, like, you had to arrange your deck beforehand. So out of your entire like, collect- collected cards, you had to make yourself a deck of seven cards that were the strongest or the weakest because you had to sacrifice certain cards in order to win the game. Right. It's kind of like chess. So you had to like put a put a couple of, of weak cards in there, a couple of strong cards in there, a killer card, and all the rest of it. I hated Final Fantasy VIII. I popped up seventy five hours on that game because I was playing the trading card game. Pretty much the only reason I played Final Fantasy VIII to its conclusion is to get the rest of the trading cards. I didn't even enjoy the game. Well, I don't even think I went that far for it. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. I was so addicted to that game, to that trading card game. I just went so far with it, but I didn't even enjoy the game that it was in. So that's that's stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but do you still play it now? <clears throat> of course I don't. Squall's a wanker. See, <laughs> yeah, go with pleasure. Awesome you still sword, go back though. to. He doesn't have an awesome sword. It's <laughs> sword that shoots people. Got a sword gun. God, it's almost as bad as... I mean, I I love Final Fantasy VII, but really? One sword's enough. (laughs) You don't need eight. We'll just hit him eight times with the same sword. You don't need to hit him eight times with different swords. Yeah, but didn't somebody choose a lancer the other day? So we've got a fucking machine gun with a chainsaw. Yeah, (laughs) true. Okay. All right. Let's score this, then. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Wow, this is going to be the hardest scoring (laughs) you've ever had to do. Jesus. Um... Ross, did I ever tell you how much I like you? You don't even need to, Lewis. Number one and number two this week are My Little Pony and uh, Hello Kitty. How can we compete with that? There's nothing that we can do. And uh, I think Zero's Candy Crush sneaks in there in third place. I've got nothing. Uh, I've got oh, nothing. Sorry, Rich, but yeah. Only because I play man games. <laughs> <laughs> We've been taking a load of questions from the guys on Twitter and all the all of our other social networking feeds this week. And one thing that was really big that, that somebody brought up, this was Lazy Lamb, he brought this up, and he said, which games have got the most epic or the biggest ambient music that we've played and this is this is a big thing so this is this wasn't something we wanted to take lightly because some games have got really epic music but there's not just not just music it's it's the ambience it's the whole atmosphere everything that music brings to the game and it, it's in a lot of cases it really makes the game so his question was which which soundtracks in games really hit home and possibly which ones really really didn't but this this wasn't just a quick question that we could that we could there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Fly through, so we decided to make a full-on topic of it. So, I mean, have you guys got any full-on like really good audio tracks in games that you wanted to bring up see it's a great question to have brought up because i don't know if any of you's ever played a game or watched a movie without any volume whatsoever the experience is it becomes pale it becomes almost gray it just it doesn't feel right it's not it doesn't do it justice no so getting the perfect music and feel is key yeah i've got a really good example of that as well I played, I got a, um, an emulator on my, on my Android phone, um, and I played, this was like an early kind of beta emulator, and I thought, right, there's, there's a game that I loved when I had my SNES, and I thought, I'm going to go back, and I'm going to try and play it again, yeah, and, si- and see what it was like on my phone. Yeah. Um, and I didn't play it all that much on the SNES, because I, I borrowed the game off somebody else, and I, I remember liking it, and I thought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back and give it another go. And the game was Chrono Trigger. Oh, yes. Right? And I, so when I got it on my phone, there was a problem with the emulator where if you had the audio on, it lagged the emulator really badly. So ah. I, I thought, I'll turn the audio off and just play it without audio because it's all, you know, all the text bubbles and everything, you've got to read them. There's no voicing in the game, so I thought it's not going to make any difference. <laughs> so I started playing this game, and I, I was enjoying it. I was thinking it was really good. You know, I was, it was getting into the game. It was quite, quite cool. And then they brought out an upgrade to the emulator that fixed the problems with the audio lag. So I thought, great, so I can turn the audio on now. And I put in headphones and I carried on playing the game. Oh my god. The audio track to that game was amazing. I mean, considering how old it was, and you're talking kind of 8-bit, 16-bit chip tune, it was, a, it was an amazing soundtrack and it drew you way more into the game than it was without the soundtrack completely. It didn't, necess- it didn't affect the gameplay. But it drew drew you into the game in a brilliant way, and that was that really made the game the audio track did to Chrono Trigger definitely. You know, if you really want to get into how much a sound can make and break a game, seriously, try play any any horror game with this volume off. Yeah, you get no effect uh, from it. There's no point. Not even just with the volume off, though. I mean, I, I found um, more so when we were doing the week of horror, um, just. L- Trying to play a horror game with, say, laptop or um, PC speakers, mm. it's not quite the same um, environment. No, it's, no whereas it if you've got head, like I said earlier, I mean, I flung my headset off when I was playing um, Among the Sleep because it would, it just really shit me up. I slammed the laptop lid closed. I could still hear it because my laptop hadn't gone in sh- uh, sleep mode and I had to fling my headphones off <laughs> because it just, yeah. It, it brings, it, it makes all the difference. It's all your senses, especially with a horror game. All of your senses are what do it to you. And the, the pad helps, especially when you're playing with the pad and it's got a bit of a rumble function in it as well. That can oh. make a difference. I mean, you've got yeah. tactile feedback as well as visual and audio and that that will just blow everything out of your ass. Well, I mean, t- oh, you go, mate. No, sorry. There's horror games are an obvious one. 
So, mm. but they're, they're, a lot of the time, their atmosphere as well. I know. I don't know. If, I don't think you guys have played DayZ, but DayZ uh, yeah. is. Oh, have you? It's got yeah. like a constant. We've got to totally hook up and play that game. I love that game. Anyway, <laughs> right? It, it's got like a kind of constant clanging metal, <laughs> disorienting sound going on in the background. So you'll be playing, and there'll be a constant kind of almost hammer-on anvil thing going on, and just a grunt, or it's not even music. It's just ambient noise and it is the first couple of times I played that game I didn't realise that it wasn't I thought it was doing it because something was happening I was like well, there's zombies coming at me from somewhere no it's just normal it's just normal everything's fine but it, it messes you up and it keeps you on edge the entire time that you're playing the game Silent Hill's another one it doesn't there's not really an audio like a music track to it it just plays fucked up noise at you actually yeah. but you're talking about Silent Hill I've actually got the See, we talk about sound and music in the games. Silent Hill and another game I know we talked about before, Thief, do something beautifully, which is sudden the sudden absence of sound. Yeah, yeah, really so important. Yeah, so you're talking about a game that, you know, you've got these fucked up sounds, the, the beating off metal, the changing of tones, and suddenly you walk into a room and it's nothing. No, and these are sound technicians that fully get it because a lot of the time you're playing a game and suddenly it's really dark. And you're scared. You're scared because it's dark. But uh, the absence of one sense is just as scary as the absence oh. of another. Mm. Now, he- here's one for you. Now, I'm, I think we've all played Thief, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, a do you remember time, right? when you were sneaking in the house, you were hugging the, sh- the walls, hiding in a shadow, waiting for the guard to pass? There was nothing, no sound apart from that footstep getting closer yeah. and closer. Then, when you moved on, the slow build-up of that music came back in, letting you know you just got through it. Yeah. That's when music makes the game. There wasn't even a heartbeat in that, was there? Oh, not even that I can remember, but I just I always remember that feeling, that just yeah. sick, that sweat on the mouse, just because you knew. Because, effectively, you're just standing still. There's yeah. nothing to it, you're just standing still, but it's the audio track that keeps you engaged, that keeps you kind of thinking, oh my god, something's going to go a bit wrong here. Yeah. Another great one was um, Homeworld. That Did one, you guys play I'll, that? I just wanted to mention, um, we've all played Red Dead Redemption. Yes. Oh, yeah. And you yeah. ride into Mexico on the horse. Ambience. Yep. And uh, is it um, Ross. Far Away? By Jose Gonzalez, Ross. Ross, you pretty much hit the nail on the head. That is one of the defining moments yeah. for me in that game. Just as you, I don't know if you guys picked up on it, but that's what made me start listening to jose gonzalez was when you you start riding into mexico with irish and um basically everything else goes quiet and you just have jose gonzalez singing yeah. far away and just over the top of it just it's on your horse just, just trotting into mexico just yeah whole thing it makes yeah. the whole game feel epic it makes you feel like you're playing a film something significant mm. yeah it, without getting too weird about it it, it just sort of touch me in a way i was just like wow it, not even just immersion just it's just the perfect choice of song and yeah, yeah just, it just makes it feel like you're in the middle of something epic it makes it it makes the game feel more personal yeah yeah and i oh, i loved it yeah it is good home home world that was another one i was going with i don't know if you guys have played home world no. you must have played it haven't you never heard of it before no <laughs> you never ho- heard of home world no. i've heard of it but i'm not home world cataclysm Nope. Really? Seriously? Heard of Oddworld. What's happening? What's happening? There's <laughs> something wrong with you all. Homeworld was a real-time strategy game set in space. It was like a 3D. You had X, Y, and Z axis. 
real-time strategy game. That's why I haven't heard of it. I play basketball games, Rich. You play consoles, man. <laughs> <laughs> it was, and it had, because it was all set in space, it had this ambient kind of uh, atmosphere to it. Right. And it had this really big track, and you know what, I can't even remember the name of the, of the people that did it, but it became a very big track, and it's been sampled in a lot of uh, big music. Like, num- like, we're talking top ten hits. Right. It's... It was a it was an amazing game, but the whole atmosphere to the game drew you into it. If you turned the sound off, there was nothing to it. It was a it was a reasonably decent real time strategy game, but you put the music, you put all the ambience on the back of it. I bought, I actually went out and paid for the special edition <laughs> copy of the game, even though I owned the game already because it came with the soundtrack. <laughs> wow, that that's how good it was. It well, was. We're talking about other soundtracks that I've actually had to buy, which was the Skyrim soundtrack. That was good. There's some epicness in there, isn't there? There's some real big... Some deep, dark, booming tracks. Yeah. It was good in Oblivion as well, to be honest, but Skyrim took that to a whole new level. Yeah. You know, See, it's, one of the, it's one of those soundtracks where there's a track on it, you'll forgive me if I remember the name, but I actually feel cold listening to it. Because <laughs> I, I remember the scene <laughs> from the game so vividly when I heard this track. Do you know what? That's that, a big thing. That's a big thing for everybody. Sorry to cut you in, Siri. No, no, dude, go for it. That is a, is a really important point. There are certain songs in my life where I will list, I will hear them back again on the radio. We're talking like songs from years ago. And suddenly, I will remember exactly where I was when mm. I first heard that song. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I will hear something ridiculous like the Spice Girls or something like that. And I was somewhere on holiday in an arcade playing some games when that was on on the radio. And that's where, <laughs> that's instantly where I go to. Yeah. But I'll give you a laugh. I've got one exactly like that. It's Ace of Base. <laughs> I saw the sign. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Now, that takes me back to the SNES game Jurassic Park. <laughs> I kid you not. Every time I hear it, I remember that scene so well. It was just on the radio as I'd played a certain <laughs> scene and it stuck. Nice. That's pretty- that's exactly what it is. I think it's really important. If the audio track is amazing in the game, just hearing it again or hearing something that sounds sounds like it takes you straight back to whatever it was you were playing. It gives you really fond memories uh, of the game. And and that is exactly it with, again, Jose Gonzalez, Far Away. Mm. Because yeah. every time I hear it, it takes you me straight it, back to that moment. Yeah, and I can still see that moment when I'm walking into Mexico on my horse yeah. <laughs> and I that still sounds like a joke <laughs> one time I was going into Mexico on my horse Gonzalez. <laughs> <laughs> there's only a few things in the world that can do that music and certain smells isn't it that yeah. yeah, no, it's exactly the same thing. And until games yeah. start wafting shit at us, <laughs> we're, we're going to have to be doing, done with audio. Smell-o-vision games. And I think that's what makes a game now. Talking about that, you've got... Even getting off that, that sort of feeling, there's games that increase the mood. Mm. You know, it's like... Mm. I, I, a small example, I'll go back to Toe Jam and Earl. Oh, yeah. God, now you got that, that, fun, that funky beat. You just carries you along. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Yeah. You're like, right, yeah, this is cool. I'm, I'm out collecting space parts. I've got my presents. Let's bring this bitch. I've got yeah. my three legs. Come on. Earthworm Jim did a similar thing as well. Yeah. That, yeah. Great audio track in the background to it. And it brought me, it made you feel good. You know what I mean? So yeah, it yeah. brought you into that mood. I'll tell you what, another one Crazy Taxi. Oh, fuck. The entire soundtrack was done by The Offspring. Yes. It, it was great. The game was stupid. Really? Yes. Yeah? 
The entire soundtrack to that game was an off. Was the whole of it was the Offspring. How did I not notice that? I used to oh, love that. Crazy Taxi. Nice no. game. To, yeah, yeah, to the yeah, point yeah, where yeah, I yeah. that one. Yeah, I went to play it at the arcade. Hmm. <laughs> I got into Crazy Taxi at the arcade and got it on Dreamcast. Oh yeah. I have it, it on my 360 now. It was a brilliant game. The entire yeah, the whole soundtrack. Whoa, whoa, whoa you can get it on the 360. Yes, yeah, in the oh, arcade, yes. man. <laughs> you got to get that. Sorry, PS3. <laughs> a lot of the the music on the soundtrack was original. It was for the game. Mm. Mm. It was great, and they brought it out on albums afterwards. But that's a brilliant example of it as well. <laughs> Mystical Ninja, which was another game that was on the N64. That's an amazing. I didn't sound. do that one. No. Did you not do that? That was a. It was like a. It was a three. I was, I was a Sega boy. I didn't play much of the the N64 or something. Uh, like N64, because there's another one on the N64 as well. Ocarina of Time. That's a never played it. classic. But the um... never played it. No way. I've... You know, I've only played and completed one Zelda game and it was on the NES. How have you not played the Ocarina of Time? I thought that was like stable. I'm going to make my kids play that game when they get old enough. <laughs> I, I've never played Ocarina of Time. How, how is this happening? What, what's going on? Just get it on, <laughs> get it on your 3DSs, guys. God damn. Oh, can you get it on the 3DS? Yeah, it's the full... So, Cap, buy an N64. You have to play that game. <laughs> it's the full oh, game's yes, been re-released on 3DS. Right, we're, we're kind of... Moving away from what we were talking oh, about. Oh, no, we're not. This is important things. <laughs> this is <amazing. laughs> you, Ocarina of Time was great and it had a really, really good soundtrack that linked you to every area that you went to. And you felt you found yourself, even when you weren't playing the game, you were like humming these tracks in your head. It's a similar thing to Final Fantasy games. Every area had its own unique music to it. Mm. So you associated the music with every area that you went to and it was brilliant. Yeah. Uh, uh, to the point where um, you had the. Final Fantasy VII, for instance, the Castle Canyon. Fanfare. Oh, yeah, right, the fanfare was good, but Final Fantasy VII had so, like a, a whole mass of amazing tracks. Cosmo Canyon is a massive one. One of the main reasons that I took up guitar that I started trying to play Rocksmith because I wanted to play Cosmo Canyon on the guitar. I am not ashamed of that. No, no, I, I, I'm follow shit. I'm in the same fucking bandwagon with that one. Yeah, and, and it was even better when I realised um, a Korean artist, a hip hop artist called Drunken Tiger. Yeah. They made a rap song from that. That's an amazing song as well. There's loads of people are... on YouTube that have come up with great covers of it as well. Yeah, uh, they're, they're, I was going to say there's a guitarist uh, called I Am Bulb who um, he's in a, a gent metal band, but he plays um, Haunted Chores um, from one of the games, and it's just. Wait, is it Haunted Chores? I can't remember what the name of the song is, but I'll find it later. Um, <laughs> and it, it's just incredible. It's a different spin on uh, the that that song. But yeah, it's, it's just... just I, I remember some of the soundtracks to Final Fantasy VII more vividly than I remember the game area that I was playing <laughs> when I heard them. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the well, I mean, you remember this bit, but the Sephiroth, the one-winged angel track. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh god, is everything about the the audio track that went into that was just perfect. It was it right. was good. Rich, can I just uh, interrupt? You can. You you know what what song we are completely completely forgetting? I'm pretty sure that I've written this down, but you go ahead. <laughs> Tetris. I've written it. Oh, I've written it down. Congratulations! <laughs> no, you're totally right. This was, but this was Soviet Tetris, wasn't it? Yeah. You you hear that 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 tune? Yeah. You know it's Tetris. You 
you, you will hum it for the rest of the day. It's the same with Mario, a lot of the Mario tunes as well, but Tetris was iconic. But this is the big difference between iconic music in games, games that make you, like audio that makes you remember that game, and audio that makes the game. Yes. Yeah. Ambient yeah. music or ambient audio that that is so important that if you didn't have it on, the game would not be the same without it. Mm. And then there's epic tunes that realistically don't make that much difference to the gameplay, but will forever be associated with that game. game. Yeah. Tetris is one of those things. I mean, Castlevania. Yeah, that's another one. Symphony of the Night. Perfect. That's the one. Super Mario Land. Yep. That's another one. Street Fighter 2. The the Guile music. Guile. (laughs) That's another one. And the Sonic Green Hill Zone. Yeah. That's unbelievable. I mean, God, there was loads of really good tracks in the Sonic games, but that's the one everybody remembers because that's the first level you always went into. I wanted to mention the uh, the recent Scott Pilgrim vs. the World game on the Xbox Arcade. It was made, yes. It's made in 8-bit style, and uh, they licensed the entire soundtrack to the band that do our theme tune, um, Anna Malaguchi. Anna Ma- <laughs> yeah, but it's just it's just absolute perfect fit for that style of game. Their music fits in so yeah. well with it. Is this a good game? I haven't played it. It's not a bad game. <laughs> yeah, so you sort of side scrolling, beat em up, final fight style. Yeah, classic eight bit the... kind of game, really. Yeah. Just, is it stupid? Very good. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Scott Pilgrim's meant to be. Exactly, but the soundtrack Scott... fits it just spot on. This is. Do you know what? Until you until you go back and you actually really investigate these games and you properly think about it, the soundtrack is almost more important than the graphics. Mm. In fact, I would say in a lot of cases more important than the graphics. Yeah, you take there, like go go to Final Fantasy VII. The graphics were shit. Yeah, but, but the music, amazing. Yeah, remember it more for the music, or you remember it remember it more for the ambiance, or the 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 way you felt when you were playing that set piece in the game. Than whatever the hell was going on with the with the graphics, that doesn't make any difference. Yeah, your you, your imagination takes over and kind of pairs with the audio track, and you remember it in that way. I see in our um, our show notes that Lewis has got Mortal Kombat listed down there. That is just a oh, the, such a great soundtrack. Amazing. It was yeah. I don't know if I'd remember that as as like a hallmark of audio in games. No, I I was taking it more from the the movie soundtrack oh, yeah they released it on oh, okay. yeah yeah they released but, it on but, um, album didn't they you know what? yeah that, but, that's that's something that i wanted to talk about it's not just movie uh sorry it's not just the music in games it's how um games influence artists or how they take the theme from a game and then remix it and make it their own uh, and or how popular artists put music into games yeah. um, like for instance <laughs> i don't know if you guys have heard it but the the greatest video games album or the greatest video games music album by the London Philharmonic Orchestra. Oh, uh, yeah. I just, they just did a day. live show. They did a live show on this, and I nearly went. I was. I was. So I was. I've been there twice. Oh. Have you? I was so. My, my wife was planning on taking me, but we, we got caught up in something else and didn't manage to go. We it's had tickets coming again, actually. Yeah, it is. It's coming up again. Uh, in two months, is it? I think so. You have to go, dude. Seriously. I really oh, want to. To anyone who's listening, and, and you're in London, game live. At the London Philharmonic's 
done by Suffolk, by Waterloo, make sure you make the event. Yeah, they put right. a big show, apparently. Yeah, I, I, I'll i be there. <laughs> Zero. Yep. I'll be there with you. We'll go... Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> this is already sounding like a sausage fest. Ross, are you going? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, no. Me and you will just chill out and have a couple of beers. You're right. <laughs> it is well, some we stuff. will guarantee you, you can have the beers, our night will still be better. <laughs> no, you're probably right. It, I, I, no, I do I do really want to go and see it, because apparently they put on an amazing show, and they put a great... They don't even twist the songs, they just play the songs in an amazing, epic setting. The, but the, My the, most favourite song from both the albums that are out at the moment ha, ha, has to be the Tetris theme. I know I brought yeah. Tetris up again, but it, it's just brilliantly done. Just look on YouTube. There's so many different people that have used that in other ways. That is yeah. classic. Yeah. Everyone knows it. Yeah, everybody um, knows it. Another, another got something else. Sorry to cut in again. Oh, yeah. I, I just haven't said that much. This. Uh, this <laughs> I haven't said enough, so I'm just going to waffle a bit. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Twat Claxon. Um, <laughs> Wait, for me or you? Me. <laughs> um, uh, more music that's based on video games. Um, there's a guy called Brentel Floss. I don't know if you've come across him on YouTube. Um, check him out. He's, he's quite funny. Um, he did Tetris. He did a song based on Tetris and he used the theme from Tetris. Right. Um, but he put lyrics to it. And it is just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. He's done such a good job with it um, that I recommend you have a listen to it. Put, put a link to that in the podcast. Uh, yeah, there's, I will. There's a couple of other things I want to bring up real quick. We're going to move on in a second. But so we've, talk, we've spoken about ambient music. We've spoken about epic music in games and all the rest of it. There's also the end tracks. So they, they don't feature in the game that much, but they're, they're the kind of theme music to the game. You finish the game, the credits come up the end track comes on there's two that stick out in my mind as being just incredible and the first one i think i know one the first one everybody's going to know about and that is the portal the first portal game the end music by jonathan colton still alive alive. absolutely i could not believe what was happening to my ears when i finished (laughs) that game i finished the game and the game was amazing and i loved it and i couldn't I, i knew that i was playing a cult classic from about halfway through and then that music came on for the credits at the end. And me and there was a guy sat next to me because we'd kind of been playing the game in tandem. And the music came on uh, over my speakers. And I, I just, my jaw fell open. I could not believe what was going on. It's absolutely amazing. And that will always stand out in my mind as one of the most epic pieces of music in the entire time I've been playing games. I loved it. I thought it was amazing. I couldn't believe what was going on. Because it doesn't matter. The credits aren't that important. Let's face it. We don't pay that much attention to the credits. I watched them all the way through. It was incredible. And they did the same thing for the second game as well. Yeah. But yeah. The, the the other one is... Has anybody heard of MC Frontalot? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So MC Frontalot did the final music to um, the end of the first episode of Penny Arcade Adventures. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. that was an amazing track. Uh, crack the Whip, I think it was called, or Final Final crack. Boss, yeah? Uh, no, I think it was Crack the Whip, Final Boss whip. came after. Yeah, that was a brilliant track, and it was a really, really good way to end that game, because it was a really good game. It was quite short, but it was an enjoyable game, and it was a great way to end that game. It was a really good track. He, um, in the Dark, I believe, is the other name of the song. It's fantastic. Yeah. I highly recommend any of his work. 
yeah, he's he's very he's funny and he's actually a really good artist as well. But I've got to say one thing when it comes to music and games, that this whole topic got brought up in the first place. You talk about how much of an impact it makes on a game. Just listen to us for now. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> there you go. This is how much impact it's going to have. <laughs> uh, me and Lewis also we uh, when we interviewed Dan Amrick, he talked about his um, his. He's in a band, well, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, his gaming parody yeah. band. Um, yeah. Palette Swap Ninja, which obviously is anyone that knows games should understand what the title's all about. Yeah. But um, he's some of the tracks he's done are they're absolutely superb. He's done. He's he's a funny guy as well. Yeah. He's just a naturally funny guy. So yeah. I think you can find them I... all on YouTube. But yeah, Palette Swap Ninja, brilliant songs. We want to know what you guys think, and we want you to interact with us, and we want to interact with you. Um, so this morning, uh, Ross asked, "What questions do you want to ask us? Yep. What do you want to know from us? Absolutely anything, crazy as hell as it might be. Yeah, just, just launch it, it at us. It could be gaming related. It it could have been just." completely batshit mental no one really knows what you're thinking asking that question yeah yeah um, and actually we, we got, got a we got pretty some good, good response what the hell happened there <laughs> i thought all the people that were listening to us were just completely as mental as we were but actually insightful what who knew <laughs> yeah. we had some good questions we had some obscure questions <laughs> um which one should we start with should we start with twitter Actually, I think we should start with um, Hannah's. Yeah, yeah. This, this is a good one. I'm surprised at this. Uh, Hannah asked on Facebook, "You're robbing a bank. What vehicle from any game would be your getaway car of choice, and what mask would you choose?" That's a great question. Sarah well, answered <laughs> this on the Facebook, question. didn't he? Yeah, but yeah. Like, like premature ejaculation. Couldn't help it. It was a good question, and it was. But I do have to have an, another alternate answer for it. It's along the same lines, but escape vehicle of choice would be the pocket rocket from Earthworm Jim. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, that's good. Yeah, catch me in that, fuckers. <laughs> and the mask. That's why he just... calls his penis. <laughs> pocket, <laughs> pocket rocket. <laughs> it is now. And... <laughs> oh my god. He's going to wake his girlfriend up in a minute. By the way, would you like to meet the pocket rocket? <laughs> I couldn't translate that well. And the mask, I love it. It's the Corvo's mask from Dishonored. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. That's All right. Over to you. That's the mask I, I wanted to use, but okay. Okay, over to you, Lewis. Rich, you can think of another one. Okay, I'm thinking. Um, car, I, I don't really play driving games. So... Did you just get caught off guard with uh, car? <laughs> Yeah, really? This has been written down. Yeah? You could have thought about this. Yeah. But I don't play driving games. So. <laughs> cars in other games. Mask? I... Oh, does it have to be a mask for a... Oh, fuck it. Um, <laughs> mask, I would just wear my Bane mask, because... It's scary. He, and he's a dreamboat. <laughs> you disturb me in ways that I really can't even describe. <laughs> Don't know. You want to touch me? Batman. Well, I'm not going for a car as such, but I want to use the uh, the light cycle from Tron. Oh, you mother! Is that yours, Rich? Sorry. (laughs) But it really should have been. (laughs) And also, Tron 2.0 was a really, really good game. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, in terms of masks, I haven't really thought, but uh, about a Mario mask, that'd be funny. Mario on a Tron cycle. Oh, what? Okay. <laughs> what was... Go on there, Rich. <laughs> okay, so the vehicle would be... Keep it brief. Oh, fuck you then. <laughs> <laughs> a chuckle bike. I had a whole, like, essay written down here, man. No, the vehicle is the... the I, I can't even remember what they call it. Like the Moon Marauder thing from Mass Effect. Oh, oh yeah, what the fuck yeah. is that called? Well, it works in no atmosphere, and it's got a cannon on top of it. <laughs> so, fucking chase me if you want. It's not going to go well for you. Uh, the mask, <laughs> the mask is going to be—I don't care which one—but one of the masks out of Army of Two. Oh, ah, they're they're yeah. very good masks. Scary masks. So I've just robbed the bank. I've scared you a bit with my mask, and now I'm in a tank. So fuck off. <laughs> What I'm you surprised Nopos some... just cho- didn't choose the tank from Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> it's, it's too just, obvious. It's just a tank, though. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't work right. in zero gravity. <laughs> right. Okay, so Super Nazi from the <laughs> gamer... Name. That's a great name. It is a pretty awesome name. <laughs> uh, yeah, Super Nazi from uh, Gamer Dads and uh, Gamer Dads Podcast asked... With all the retirements in football, which gaming character do you think should retire? Oh, most of them. <laughs> Just loads, loads of them. There are. Uh, I'm actually inclined to agree. There are lots of vintage characters that I think they're flogging a dead horse. Predominantly, Nintendo should be yeah. retiring. There's an obvious couple, but then Mario. A... I yeah, don't Sonic. know Mario. Sonic. Yeah, Mario's still in good games. Sonic is in shit. Shit yeah. after shit recently. <laughs> Actually, it was a Sonic yeah. game with with music that I wanted to bring up as well. The um, <laughs> the oh god, what was it called? Sonic uh, Sonic Adventure Two. Right. That was on the GameCube. That had really good music, but that was a great Sonic game. And then they brought out an, another couple of Sonic games on the Wii, and they were awful. Secret of the Rings, terrible game. Actually, I'd like, like to retire though. Desmond from Assassin's Creed. He's a twat. Yeah. No, I completely agree. <laughs> no. <You agree. laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> Rubbish. He's a wuff. What's wrong with him? He's completely oh, wussy. He's got. He's gotten better. He's got he has got better. Don't believe you. In Assassin's Creed Three, he does get much, much better. He's pulled his thumb out his arsehole and he's kicking some serious arse now. That's a big fucking thumb to pull out. I've got to say. <laughs> Jesus. Well, whatever it is, he's pulled it out and he's doing his job. Okay, I'll I'll have to play the third game just to just to see if you're right. Right. So is that your your answer as well, then, Rich? What? Desmond. No. Desmond. Desmond. No. Don't fucking put words in my mouth. <laughs> All right. Well, Jesus. Come on, just... right, for mine, it would have to be Master Chief from Halo. Oh, I think choice. he's done enough. He's mm. he needs to retire. Yep. He's done his job. I could do it with a film. I could yep. stand a film if they did it right. But the games. Well, my hobby's rest. He's 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 taking on too much. So I'm retiring, <laughs> Master Chief. Good choice. Yep. Yeah, Rich. I would say Duke Nukem, which is the obvious choice. <laughs> you bastard! They should have let him. They should have let him rest. They should have let him rest. We and we were all hoping for a really good game, but it didn't turn out to be a good game, yeah. and it's kind of ruined my memory of Duke Nukem forever now, which is a massive shame. But yeah, they should have retired Duke Nukem, but now they need to retire him definitely. That was what I was going to pick. <laughs> okay. so Do you want me to pick I'm a different one? Gonna, no, I'm just going to move on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, C. Clarkey, 85, who is climbing up um, Ben, ben Nevis, Nevis. Yeah. in a couple of weeks. Go sponsor him. I'll yeah. put a link on the website. Yeah. Find him on Twitter, C. Clarkey, 85. He's climbing Not- Ben Nevis for, for cancer research, is it? 
Yes, it is cancer research. It isn't C. Clarkey eighty nine, who is a girl from Wales, <laughs> who I have had. <laughs> You've had. Asked, I have asked out for a drink inadvertently <laughs> because I thought it was Craig. Not... <laughs> I'm not sure which one of those is worse. If I'm being totally honest. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he asks, "What is the best game story ever?" Bloody hell, that's a hard one. I found this one really tough. The, the first one that sprung right. to mind for me was um, Grim Fandango. Oh, oh. oh, that's a good choice. Yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> we <all> Really? <laughs> we're stealing all your answers there. So. Right. Just call him dear. No, Lewis. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> stealing all your answers, dear. Actually, uh, I'm, I'm going to go for mine be Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> Final Fantasy VII. Final Fantasy VII. The whole arc. It was beautiful. Pleasure to work on, and it's a great story. Mm. Yeah, that's also the same um, reasons he gives for masturbation. <laughs> no, I do that just for fun. <laughs> it's wow. beautiful, and it's good to work on. <laughs> oh God, I don't even know where to go with this now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have a direction for oh, you. God, the best game Dude. story ever. By now, I'm going to go a little bit weird here. I'm going to say the Curse of Monkey Island. <laughs> oh, nice. Sorry, you're going to go a little bit weird here. Yeah, <laughs> weird. that was me when I turned up, and I'm not going to change. I make no apologies. <laughs> in comparison to what okay, the rest of me. the episode? Okay, that's or... fine. No, it's Just... fine. Don't pick on me. It can be worse than My Little Pony. Come on, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say Curse of Monkey Island mainly because it was a hilarious game. It was yeah. a great game anyway, but it had a storyline all the way through, and mm. it was great. It was a good game, and it had a great storyline. Mm. There are other games that have r- really good storylines, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go the comedy route. I enjoyed that game. Good choice, Lewis. Uh, mine would have to be Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. Oh, brilliant got to agree yeah. with that as well and the direction they went with it at the end we're not going to drop any spoilers but what a brilliant ending and then the yeah. fact that it carried on afterwards probably my favourite ending at the end. yeah <laughs> you did that, that. If, if if no one's <laughs> if no one's got that far if you're not if because you're not sure. if no one's got that far then uh, you should be fired out of a cannon into the sun <laughs> well okay we apologise we apologise for him He's he's the host. We can't do much about it. To be honest, no. we try. We try. He, he just he just rocks up. <laughs> he rocks up, gives everything away, and then talk, fucks talk, off again. Talk shy. <laughs> well, that's and then fucks off. But yeah, uh, the Red Dead Redemption story was just. It was really good. I would have loved to go Mass Effect with that, but they fucked it. Yep. So yeah, ruined it at the last. So ne- next one. Yeah, so uh, Gary Weldon, Ubuntu boy, who is a good friend of mine, asks, what is the best coin-op or arcade game that you've played? It's not arcade game, it's coin-operated game. There's a, a difference. Same, same. Uh, there's arcade modes in a lot of console games now, so I just wanted to make that, stick that out there. WWF WrestleFest, hands oh, down. Wow. Oh, wow. Well, I must have put about 50 quid into that one summer holiday in Cygnus. <laughs> Spent literally two days in the arcade just playing that. I didn't even like that game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shh. Best coin anyway. game? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to... Right, do you know what I'm going to go for? The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles oh, four-player game. Oh, that was an amazing game. What an answer. 
I remember playing answer. that in America. Loved it. Do you know what? Even the, the NES version of that game was even really good. That was top Loved. down for the most part. But the yeah, the the arcade game was absolutely incredible. That's what I'm going to put my money on. <laughs> yeah, in a lot. <laughs> A lot. What's yours, Rich? Don't, because he'll put money somewhere and you just won't want to know don't where it's going. You really don't. Uh, mine is a game, is an obscure-ish one called Waku Waku 7. Right, never heard of that. No, there you go. There, there was Skip a, to the end. <laughs> there was a really, really good... It, it, you know the whole uh, the old Neo Geo machines where you had, kind of had a multiple choice of which game you wanted to play? So you put your money in and you pick the game that you wanted to play. Yeah. Um, th- one of the arcades I used to go to like all the time had Metal um, Metal Slug oh, and Waku Waku 7 so I shoved tons of money in Metal Slug because I loved that game um, and completely inadvertently I put money into this like, and I selected the wrong game by accident <laughs> and Waku Waku 7, it was a fighting game kind of like a Street Fighter 2 style fighting game yeah. absolutely amazing and suddenly me and my brother were completely hooked on this thing it was a really great like full-on Korean slash Japanese fighting game and it was brilliant the the animations on it were great the characters fantastic really good range of skills and and everything it was a really really good game oh nice sunk tons of money into that <laughs> uh, Lewis what's yours the Simpsons I don't know if you uh, guys played yes. it I remember that this, yeah. where it used to uh, skate four player one yeah uh, I, no it was only two player I remember this game because the only place I had it was the ice rink where I lived uh, as a kid. <laughs> you lived in an ice rink? <laughs> yeah, I lived in an ice rink. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. And, um, <laughs> yeah, the I don't know if you played it, but it was just brilliant. Because it was like playing an episode of The Simpsons. I don't remember. No, I don't think I've seen this. I remember Ross. The Simpsons game that was like a, a, where Bart was skateboarding. I remember that no, one. No, that was a, that was a nightmare on the Mega Drive one. No, yeah, no, this yeah, is yeah. a four-player cop. You can get it on Xbox Live. Yeah. It's all there. Yeah. yeah. Oh god, I don't even. Oh, I have to look at that. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to sort that out. Mm. But um, yeah, it was just absolutely superb. It holds really good memories for me as well because when right, okay, long cut a long story short, went to a ice rink for skating spent most of my time in the arcade at the ice rink that's where i started playing the simpsons arcade game um yeah there we go the other question do we have any more questions uh yeah we've got a couple of questions uh yeah collabator um he wants someone to explain digital download pricing well you're on the wrong fucking podcast mate (laughs) I'm yeah, I, I'm inclined to agree. Because we're not geniuses. You may have picked this up. This, this, this might be something that you've you've spotted, but I don't think that there is an army of accountants the world over that could explain to you the thinking behind <laughs> some of the online game download pricings. Because I I certainly can't I can't work it out. I don't know what no. they're thinking with half of them. Lazy Lamb asks, as you guys said. Where does the name Ready Player Two come from? Um, it was kind of a a joint venture between Ross and I. We had a bit of a before Ready Player Two was an actual physical thing. Um, we were just throwing names about. Yeah. Um, and I said, you know, what about Player Two? Ross came back to me with, what about Ready Player Two? Um, 
uh, kind of loosely based a a spoof or a slant on um, Ready Player One. Yes, the novel, um, and we kind of took it from there. Primarily because we don't want to be the the forefront. We don't want to be the player one. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to be top of the chain, which is exactly why we're sitting at the bottom. The player one That's... podcast sounds a bit big-headed. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no. Well, not even that we want to be at the bottom. We we don't want to be at the top. We just want to be... We want to be the everyman's podcast. Yeah, we are. We want to be the everyman of gaming. <laughs> we'll, sp- we'll speak our mind. We'll say our bet. We're not going to be restricted by the man pressures or <laughs> yeah. companies. The man was. If we want to say the creator of Nine Cat is a cunt, then <laughs> we'll say that. Yeah, screw you, Gary Coleman. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Gary. If we want to pee on Gary Coleman's grave, we no, will do. We won't s- do that. We won't do that. Lewis might do that. We won't. The rest of us won't. We won't be there. We'll be there. Holding <laughs> it. Holding it. <laughs> but yeah, we we just want to say what we want to say, and we want to talk about games. Yeah, we don't. We are not pro gamers. That's the biggest thing that we need to put out there. None of us are pro gamers. No. I am definitely not a pro gamer. I enjoy games. I have got a long history with games. Games are my passion as well as my family. <laughs> but I am not amazing at any games. I will frequently get my ass kicked, as previously mentioned, by eight-year-olds. <laughs> but I love games. I still want to talk. <laughs> so I don't have. You don't have to be the best. You don't have to be the best to talk about games. You can just be a twat like me. You just need to love it. You just need to love it. Exactly. All the rest of us. Uh, and that's primarily why we Yeah. Why we gel so well. Because we're all, we're all passionate. <laughs> oh, about that's where you're going. <laughs> now you've got to even remember, half of us didn't even know each other before the beginning of this podcast. Nope. Yeah. Uh, just just a bit of history about us. I mean Ross didn't know Zero and Richard nope. before Ready Player Two. I only barely knew Richard from Twitter. Nobody knows me. When they say that I <laughs> snuck into the Skype Yeah, this <laughs> is pretty close to what actually happened. Yeah, on episode one. A, yeah, a beat, yeah pretty didn't much. I didn't think I was going to turn up. I was just like, oh yeah, I can do it. Let's let's go for this. Um, I, I know Zero in real life. I know Ross in real life. Um, Nobody knows me. <laughs> I'm totally the odd one out. Another thing we're going to do this week, and that's uh, we put a poll on Facebook. Um, oh yeah. Asking, and what the hell happened there? Well, people dun, 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 dun. asking which awesome. member of the team would you like to be your your player too? Yeah, I'm done for the night, guys. See you later. All four of us were available to vote, and one of us uh, absolutely and... destroyed everyone else. Oh, which one? Which one? Which one? <laughs> And one of us absolutely got annihilated by the other three. Yeah, fuck you all. You can edit your own podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thank you, Sam. You're the one person I don't know that actually voted for me. Uh, He's my friend. (laughs) It was a pity vote. I'm going to his house tomorrow. It was a pity vote, but I'll take it. I don't even believe it. But no, apparently Zero is the most popular person in the known universe. No, I just have the biggest social outreach program. (laughs) (laughs) Paid people. I'm pretty sure he paid people. But we also have no idea how much that cost me. (laughs) There was a a competition link to this, Lewis, as well, wasn't there? Oh yes, there was. We didn't say this. This is the thing. We we like to sort of loosely mentioned it um, halfway through. Halfway through, we mentioned it. We like to reward our listeners and people who actually interact with us. If Richard, just shut up for a second. (laughs) You know, fuck you. 
Do you know what? I'm just. I'm not going to talk now. That's it. Promise? No. <laughs> <laughs> I promise nothing. No, of course. Halfway through, we decided. Well, Rich decided that we should make this a competition, um, and we should Fools. award a prize to whoever won, or someone who voted. Or well, no, to everyone who voted. In fact. We're not giving all of you a prize, though, so (laughs) get over yourselves. So don't tweet us or email me, because I appear to be the only one with an email address. Mm -hmm. Um, Or we're going to pick from the 60-odd people that voted, no? Yeah, it's between 1 and 56. Let me just bring up the random generator. And the number is 27. 27, 27. Pick again. (laughs) <laughs> 27 is one of us okay. pick again no because 27 was hazel yeah the the 27 was my girlfriend so um, <laughs> yeah she's not allowed to win a prize screw her i 32. did add 32 tim shelton well done tim that's Everybody one of my friends from facebook that's fine that's, fine. that's all good yeah I'm fine with that. Totally fair. So, so we've got we've got some some packs of prizes, do we? Yeah, I've got three packs of three. Um, I'll I'll speak to Tim. Um, okay, what are they? We'll... What what what? Uh, steam codes? Uh, yeah, basically, uh, it's three packs of three steam codes, and he can pick one, two, or three. Excellent. Oh, that's good. But I've decided that we are going to keep the other two for other Facebook polls for other episodes. Yeah, that's a good so, idea. Get involved, win prizes. Keep your eyes on Facebook and get ready for the polls. Yeah, and we've yep. got some good games. He's not, not mentioning them because they're all rubbish. <laughs> they're, they're good games. No, they are genuinely good games. Um, all the nine games I'm giving away are Crayon Physics Deluxe, Splice, Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery, Shank 2, Snapshot, Le- Legend of Grimrock, Machinarium, which is absolutely superb. I recommend you play it. Cogs and Sword and Soldiers Swords and Soldiers HD. Yeah. Cogs and Sword and Soldiers are great games. These are all Steam codes. Yeah. So they're legit games. (laughs) They're legit. (laughs) We only give away legit games. We don't do fucking about. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah keep interacting with us because we have got a nice little bank of codes and for everybody that interacts with us every now and again we're just going to give you some shit exactly right Ross wants to go spend time with with his wife mm-hmm. so what a horrible man I am <laughs> what a dick <laughs> I don't even know the only reason we have him is because he can edit well <laughs> oh, well, just say it as, as it is, won't it? He doesn't just edit well, he edits fast. <laughs> Why do you even have me? Because you talk a lot. <laughs> yeah. You fill right. in the empty space. Oh, fuck it. I love you too. <laughs> with, with you here, we, we don't get a chance of empty space. Well, there's a very fucking good chance of that, I tell you. And right. we have zero because he has the accent. It does. He brings the sexy. The thing is, if, if if I was saying everything that I was saying in Sarah's accent, nobody would cut me off. Yeah. <laughs> we can to be fair, accent. we we could have a podcast with just you if you said everything in Sarah's accent. So that's true. Perhaps we should just 
See, this is it. Me, me, and, me and Rich are going to get together and we're going to do a little interview podcast on our own. We're just going to circle jerk each other and make yeah. ourselves feel we're good just, about ourselves. We're just going to interview each other. That's, no, that, just, that's it. We're just going to cut Rich and he's going to write your script. What? Whoa. I'm going to start carried away here. <laughs> Ease up, chaps. Like I would really cut either of you. Uh, we are on Facebook, which is ReadyPlayer2.com. <laughs> ready, this is always the best. Oh, it's, this is always. This shit. is always the best. You have no idea where we are on the internet. No, we're, the internet. Just... we're somewhere on the internet. Just like have a look. That's what oh. he's doing right now. <laughs> just... I I, I'm googling. <laughs> oh my god, he's googling his own website. Oh, this is brilliant. We are on ReadyPlayer2.co.uk. Yes, that's T W O, not the number two. We are also on Twitter, which is ReadyP2. Yes. See, I got it right this week. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter. We're on Google Plus as well. Uh, it just some nonsense string of numbers. <laughs> we'll post that on. <laughs> Number one. Yeah, it is. We uh, we don't actually have our own URL, so um, I'll post that on the web website or Facebook. But yeah, that was Ready Player Two. That was it. That was that was all we we're gonna do. So you, know, you, you managed to survive this long. Thank yeah. you very much for listening. If you if you managed to get this far, it's pretty good. Go listen to a better podcast. <laughs> do yourself a favour. Right, right, and review us on iTunes. Yeah, you. Yes. Uh, and keep the questions coming. Yes. Yes. Thank you and take care. No, don't care. Don't take care. Fall over a bit. It's it's always funnier when life's got a little bit of danger in it. Grace, grace your face. Yeah, grace your face. You lovely fuckers. <laughs> we love you all. We love you all. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. This has been Ready Player Two, guys. Yes. Episode four. Done. Episode four. Good evening and good night. Woo! <laughs> Dragon! I'm not no. You could... Hit audibly hear how shit faced I was towards the end of the <laughs> I, I, I uh, yeah. last podcast again, right? Because I was pretty goddamn shit faced and I didn't hear myself that shit faced, although to you guys I probably was. <laughs> <laughs> no, not to me because I could hear that I was already shit faced. What are we doing next? Top three. Top three. Top three, motherfucker. But all Rich. things. That yeah. One, can we have you going. Top three, motherfucker! As as the um the intro sound bite, <laughs> yeah. For um for that, yeah. For the top three and uh two, I can't remember what two was, but okay, it was kind of important. Nobody said shut up and move on. <laughs> so I was like, that's okay. Let's keep going. Right. Okay. Fine. Cool. Word is banana. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's my sex safe word, so let's not use that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Banana hammock. No, that's not sharp. Um, right. That's the end of that. We're all waffling too much. Now it's time for the top three motherfuckers. Well, I actually only wanted just the top <laughs> three motherfuckers, but. Do you know what? Shut up. Sorry, right, I can clip that. <laughs> <laughs> Easier now. Wait, hang on. Wait, wait, wait. You want to need a coffee? <laughs> 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 <There we> so <go. laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
yeah. Oh, I'm done. Saves me having to cut out the clicks if we turn my mic on and off. It's just easy to do that. Yeah. Alright, good. I'm amazing. <laughs> I'm amazing. Flipping <laughs> that. So we're back into the. Oh shit, no, I said so. <laughs> I keep saying that I don't want to say so. Right, so. Oh, so. Huh? Nothing wrong with. I'll say so, you carry on. Ready? <laughs> no. Okay. That was quite a dirty laugh, Fred. <laughs> yeah. God, it was hard work. I'm feeling a bit dirty tonight, I'm being totally honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. Rub, rub, this rub, is him, difficult. rub in my thighs. No, I'm, I'm not rubbing your thighs. Uh, no, th- no, oh, not- you can rub my thighs if you want. I've never heard three guys laugh as much when I told them my top three. Top three guilty pleasures. My Little Pony and Hello Kitty. To be fair, I've not played either of them in months. No, I haven't. But I couldn't think of anything else. Because so, I actually quite enjoy most of the games that I play. Oh shit, Ross is still recording this. There is no Lewis. Only Zool. Shut up, Zero. <laughs> Hello. I forgot Ross was recording pretty much most what? of my conversation. I forgot Ross was recording still, so he's not back yet. I was singing down the uh, headset and I was talking to Hazel. So is that'll that'll probably be an outtake. Oh dear. Is is it <laughs> Everything that we do on this podcast is entirely intentional. <laughs> if it sounds like we do things by accident or go off on tangents, don't don't believe it. It's, no, no, it's, this is all scripted. It's an entirely scripted. scripted show. Yeah, really, really neat and tight. It was, there's no fuck-ups. <laughs> there's, no, there's no bloopers. It's, you wouldn't even believe. Wait, hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You guys script your... <laughs> <laughs> we send it to you, don't, Yeah, we did send it to you. Don't you get your feeds? <laughs> Shit, am I doing this completely wrong? Did you not get the memo? Uh, Pretty as much. Far, as far as we're aware, he is some strange yellow-faced, slanty-eyed, <laughs> stitched man. Wow. Wow. Wow, the racism comes That was out. brilliant. <laughs> My girlfriend's offended. We should point out that's his, uh, his icon on Twitter and Facebook. <laughs> yeah, this is probably this is what he's talking about. I'd just like to point this out. My uh, my avatar on Twitter and Facebook is a yellow-faced, slanty-eyed, smiley. Yes. <laughs> just so we're pointing that out. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.